Good morning, good morning. Father, we take this time and this season very seriously on what was set up to happen that day during this time for us to be restored back to you, Father. You had another plan to bring us back to you once and for all. Sin separated us. Sin separated us permanently. But you had another plan to permanently bring us back. That you so love us to bring your only son into this earth. To be crucified. To be resurrected. And for sin to separate us to become finished. And because of the finished work that you sit here for Christ to do. We are now able to come to you. Without any spot, without any wrinkle, we are able to come to you to say thank you, Father, for all that you do for us. We are so grateful to be the children of God. There's a very powerful celebration taking place in the kingdom right now. And all I can hear is the cheering, the shouting of everyone in heaven on one accord unto Christ. Their praise and their shouting is a reminder of how important and how worthy, how honoring it is to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. His mercy, it has limits, but it's also everlasting. We got to stop taking God's love and his mercy for granted. And we are not doing it intentionally. But in reality, it is taking advantage of God's goodness. Because we know what we do is not right. We know the difference between right and wrong. Many of us went to a church service sometime in our lives to see the difference between living this way and going out into the world and see how it is to live that way. And here we are between both worlds. One person has to make one decision. And that that decision is based upon what life do you want for yourself. And the people who choose the world side, you are a very selfish person. We were all selfish. Because we wasn't thinking about those who were connected to us due to our decision. We hold up things. We have things to be delayed because of our decision making selfishly but if we tap into the world that God has for us everything will be missing 
no, nothing will be missing, excuse me. Nothing, I mean, nothing will be missing, knocking, or broken out of our lives. Wanting nothing. God, I was saying, God, this morning, I don't know what you put in my heart to say and how to say it. Because usually God get me up with, I'm full. This morning, I was in full this morning. But it's amazing, as I'm talking to you, I'm filling up to overflow and pour out into your lives. And God said, we, Jesus, Jesus, we, as children of God, who made the decision to make Jesus the Lord over our lives, to walk with Christ, to follow after Christ and to live Christ-like. Living as the sons and daughters of God in the earth. And yet, we go against each other all the time. We talk down upon each other all the time. We're getting frustrated with each other all the time. We're turning on each other as children of God. We have to get it right. By first knowing we were already made right. Think about generation from generation all the way down to the beginning. And look at the children of God and all they've been through amongst themselves as children of God. How many times they were dysfunctioned as the children of God as a member in the body. Before Christ came, it still was a, Jesus, in the earth still was a body of Christ. And we're still today, not all on one accord. How important is it to you as a child of God to show your gratitude, your honor, your love, your respect towards your father by maturing up to become a better person for those who are around you? It always seems to be the people who always got something negative to say that's not living a lifestyle of Christ anyhow. And God is so loving. He is satisfied because what Christ done. But how many of us that he looked down upon and see we don't know who we are by not knowing what Christ done afforded us as children of God. A lot of us as children of God become worried. A lot of us become frustrated and angry. A lot of us walk around not liking each other down talking each other disrespecting each other and then we want to lift up our head to Christ and say Lord I thank you 
Christ sees everything. Christ sees everything. My love walk for Christ has increased. And it will continue to increase for you. I love you. I love loving you. Even if you don't choose to love me. Even if you don't like me. Even if you can't stand me. Even if you don't want to see me prosper. Even if you don't want me to be around. I still love you. But how does that look and feel as another member in the body connected to you, which is a member of the body, acting that way? That goes for all of us. We hear it all the time. Walk in love. Walk in love. Watch the words you speak. Watch your attitudes. Uh, the obstacles front to the surface for you to be healed. Be healed. Be set free. Delivered. And still walking around that way. What kind of example are we setting as children of God? To those who are searching by looking and observing how we are for them to become also, which they already are, but not aware due to they receiving and accepting the invitation to make Jesus Christ the Lord over their lives. It is very important. It is very important that we begin to look at God's way of doing things. God's way of doing things. God's way of saying things, looking at things, hearing things. I thank you all so much for your time today. I pray that we continue to be on one accord as sisters and brothers in the body of Christ. Jesus. There are so many of us in the body of Christ. But it's like broken up into sections. You have these members receiving Christ this way. These preaching Christ's word that way. Those receive somewhat of Christ. Those receiving all of Christ. When we make Jesus the Lord of our life, we are in the, the body of Christ. We are a member. But how glorious is it that we all become on one accord with our worship, with our praise, with our receiving him as he is. And not how we want it to be.
So this day, evaluate your walk with Christ by simply opening up your mouth unto Christ and asking him, is this how you want me to serve? Am I a good steward here? Do I walk like you? Am I talking like you? Or am I not? If I'm not, can you help me? Because there's nothing more than I want in this earth is to be as it is in the kingdom. So please help me. God told me, as beautiful as you are inside out, as loving, as humorous as you are, as fun as you are to be around, as powerful as you are as a woman, you're not going to be liked and accepted by everybody. And I'm okay with that. But what gets my heart to be heavy is that if for it to be said amongst those who are also in the body, who's supposed to be walking in love, we're supposed to support each other, love each other. How can you not love someone who you see and then love Christ who you have not seen? I'm not here and I don't minister to be light. But I really would have thought it would be a lot different coming from the children of God. Because if you look at it, if people that's of the world seem to know a little bit about love more than some of the children of God. People that's operating in the world are not cast out. And we are not going to make them feel as if they are cast out. Because the same way we receive the invitation, so can they to receive invitation for impartation. Love. Love. Love, 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 love. I thank God for hiding back my tears this morning because I would have been on the floor weeping by now by how the things that God is putting in my heart right now. I'm trying to tell you, trying to tell you that we as members of the body of Christ walk around knowing we are a member in Christ, but not being Christ-like. And that man sat there and laid his life down for us. Became everything that we were, so we won't have to come become that ever again. And yet, some of us still walking around. What? <laughs> he don't deserve that. I just feel like he don't deserve that. He deserve our. He deserve mature, mature believers who's bold enough. To come to him and ask him to make you like him and actually follow his direction, walk in his footsteps, 
which was set up to be an example on how to be here. And many of us are not being like that. And I say, what can I do? I'm praying. I am praying. I'm declaring. And I'm decreeing. But when you have eyes to see, I mean, if when you're gifted to be a seer, it's the difference, trust me. You can see through everything. And I don't like to call people out. So I ask God, how can I address what you're showing me? Because I don't know how to address what I see. Because I'm so filled with love that I care about how you feel. And I have to be mindful on what to say and how to say it. Because I'm not here to cut anybody. But there are a lot of us who just walking around two different people. One person this way around these people. And you get around this group of people, you act that way. But the, the, the excuse me, the truth of the matter is God see it all. God said to me, I saw and see every time someone disrespects you, someone has a negative motive towards you. I see it all. And some of these places and people I have sent you around with these negative motives, it wasn't for it to be exposed unto you what their plan was, which was in the hand of the enemy, but I sent you there because what you have on the inside of you need to be released into their lives. That's why I send you around people who act that way, because you don't. That's why I can send Quenisha places that many won't go because you don't have that on the inside of you. You have me. You have my love. You have my passion. You have my boldness. You have my truth. You have my confidence. Imagine Moses before Pharaoh saying to him, he had to be prepared for that for that encounter. Because for one, Moses was like, I don't think it's a good idea, God. Who should I tell him told me this? Because I can't go with these words as if they mine alone. But imagine Moses. When his faith begins to rise, when his boldness begins to rise, when his confidence begins to rise, his trust in God begins to rise and said, let my people go. You spoke up to a man that no one ever spoke up to before to tell him, let your people go. I know Moses felt so relieved and so good to obey the voice of God. But even the more, when he began to see what God said come to pass. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that in the land. Do that in the land. Because he's being stubborn. Imagine. Before God departed. 
when he opened up the Red Sea. Let me say it that way. The children of Israel was complaining, scared. We brought us this far, Moses. Oh, we doomed now. Here they come after us. And all of a sudden, God made a path before his children in the middle of a sea. And had them to walk in the Jesus. Some of these miracles that happened back then, I don't even, just one of them would have satisfied me for the rest of my days. I'm trying to tell you, never seen nothing like that. How can I ever not believe again? How can I ever not, yes, believe again? After seeing something like that, and it got raining down manna, are you kidding? You know what? I'm done. Y'all, y'all st- still didn't believe? And think about our generation. Christ has resurrected, and yet we still don't believe. We still don't believe in the resurrection power, but yet we get dressed up on Easter. For what? Do you believe what took place? Jesus Christ. I thought about the palm celebration when he was riding on that donkey and they would just celebrate him with palms and different things. And I just said, Jesus, I'm so glad you enjoyed that moment. I'm so honored that you enjoyed that moment. And every time I think about him being crucified, he just keeps saying, I had Quenisha in mind. I thought about Quenisha. Jesus. Because God wanted to be back with Quenisha. God enjoyed fellows. He enjoyed just sitting around and talking to Quenisha. He enjoyed the fellowship. He enjoyed seeing what's in Quenisha's heart. He enjoyed seeing Quenisha's determination. He enjoyed seeing Quenisha stand in the midst of our help. He loves it, Quenisha. Say no to self and say yes to God. He enjoys it, Quenisha. Lifting out my hand to my brother and sister and embrace them with the love of God, not the condemnation. He enjoys it, Quenisha. Being a great mom. Being a great person. Everywhere that God has sent me, Everywhere since I was old enough to work, my first job was at a soup kitchen, and we were feeding homeless people. It was this one man who gave me a hard time every day, and I became afraid of this man because he was so disrespectful and rude to me, but he was nice to everybody else. Our sermons fool here thought back at me. And back then, I, I wasn't having that, pretty much. I wasn't having that. But I didn't feel no attitude or rage or anger towards his evil doing to me. I pitied him more. It's like I went home and I prayed, what can I say and do, Father, to reach this man? So what I tried to do is to give him a little bit more food than other people. He would not accept nothing from me. 
And then one day, I, I just went and sat beside him. And I fixed me a bowl of some of the soup and the food that we had there. And I put myself in his shoes. And I sat and I ate and I didn't say a word. He didn't get up. He wasn't disrespectful. My act of love puzzled him. It confused him. It caused that hate and bitterness to bow. Because he looked like, what matter of love is this? That I threw food at this woman. That I disrespect this woman. That I yell at this woman. That I didn't want to have no part with this woman. Who still come and sit beside me. Every job I have been to. Now that I can see it. Thank you Father. More clear now than ever before. Every company God sent me to was going downhill. And God, I love you, God, for just choosing me, seeing me as a right person. Seeing me as a right, a perfect target to be in these companies to help them get back on their feet. And I mean all kinds of customer service, Jesus. I mean, God had me, even the telemarketing jobs. I mean, jobs that see her club. Knocking on doors, talking about saving the forest that no one even care about. They already care about their backyard. They're talking about saving the forest? Trying to build up phone lines for Verizon, AT&T, doing that? Working at fast food? And then God brought me to make changes. Some of these fast food joints were disgusting. And I was a person who was not going to do that to the people. See, God knew who to put. Jeez. He knows who to use. Everybody else is comfortable serving food in a dirty kitchen. Bugs in the kitchen. Bugs in the food. And they still serve it to make ends meet. But here God put me there. This is not right. These people deserve our honesty and great customer service. Everywhere I went, I outshined. I became employee of the month within three days. Every job. Working at a grocery store. Shoppers. Everybody. I'm, on, I'm getting her line. I want that lady. Where is she at? She's not here today. Well, I'm not coming till she come there. All kinds of jobs that I hated. And God's showing me more and more like today. Why it was so important for me to be there. And every time it's time for me to leave, my time's up from a job, they wants to promote me. <laughs> it's not about the money. And then God had me work with children for another 15 years. Most of my life was spent working with children. I know just about everything there is to know about a child on every level a child is made. Jesus, I am prepared. 
I couldn't stand the job. I was like, God, why am I here? I don't like this. I love kids, but I never said I want to work with them. And then he started me out. Well, I started out actually doing after-school care, helping children with their homework in middle school, elementary, doing things like that. But the thing about it is, these kids built a relationship with me. Stuff they couldn't tell their parents, they couldn't run to find Miss Quenisha. Miss Quenisha, guess what? What? This, this, they open up to me, but when I see them with their parents, they close back up again. Can't wait to see me the next day, the same hours, to open up again. So God used me to have them open up unto their parents all the time. And I even talked to some of their parents on how to open up. Because I can't go to all y'all homes and live with you. Because they wanted me to live there. Kids that were being bullied. All kinds of things. I am so against bullying. I'm definitely an anti-bullyist. I'm trying to tell you. And I'm about to set something off in the atmosphere about this bullying because it has to stop. So many kids have killed themselves because of bullying. Kids that's young as five, the thought to murder themselves because they're afraid of their attacker? And us as parents, when our children confide in us, what do we do? Instead of us gaining their trust, we lose our children's trust by going against what they ask us not to do. So you're looking at yourself as a protector. But they're looking at you right now to be a friend. I need you, mom. I need you, dad, right now. I'm being bullied. They're taking my money. They're taking my lunch. They have me do their homework. And what do you do? Call the principal. And the principal calls the attacker parents. And they always, the parents always, you can see where the child get it from because the parents attacking you. Why is my child, my child, no, your child just a wimp and all this stuff. I seen it all working with kids. And the kids sitting there looking so scared because now they are more trouble than they were before with their attacker because now you got the attacker in trouble because you snitched. Instead of you as a parent, Going to God or even being a friend to your child at that moment when they need you the most. They came to you for help because they were in trouble. Don't lose your child's trust because it's going to be hard to get it back again. If your child say don't tell, you two need to come up with a scenario or I mean, come up with a solution to make it better and to end it for once and for all. Hallelujah. My son happened to be a very quiet, but very fun child to be around. But he's very quiet. He stayed to himself. He's not the average child that go around being loud, dance, all that. He doesn't do any of that. He's very sweet. If he sees someone getting bullied, he'll come and try to help, but in a very nice way to the bully. Like, no, don't do that. He, he's like that type of person. So I was like, my son is too sweet. I, I hope no one's taking advantage of him in school. I'm not the parent that go in and sneak and snoop on my child. I don't do that. I try to give him the benefit of the doubt to be able to come to me. Because he never had a reason not to come to me. But I, um, one day I see him uh, coming from school and all these, the, 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 we appear to be the, the loud and popular kids. They were all like dapping him up. And I was like, what? I was surprised to know he had friends. I'm like, he got friends? Because he doesn't be he doesn't engage with anybody. He just says he just be to himself, basically. 
And they was like, no, we look out for David. He cool. He, he good. He good peoples. Like, he always helping people. He always been so loving to people. So why not look out for him? We make sure he good because he's always making sure everybody else good. So no one going to bother that boy. We got this. And I almost wanted to cry. I was like, oh, my God, really? My son got bodyguards? Let me tell you why. Because we pray together. Because we pray together. We declare and decree every morning the word of God. That no one of the, one of the most powerful weapons, is, I mean, most of most Jesus, let me get it out. One of the most powerful declarations is that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So anything that causes it not to prosper shows up in his midst. And that causes protection. Hallelujah. I thank God. God said to me yesterday, I want you to take everything I'm doing in your life more personal. I have caused a shift in the earth which never took place for place before fires a pandemic just to get you in position, Quenisha. You have to make your relationship with God personal. The things you put in your life make it personal. I have caused the entire country to be on shutdown just to get Quenisha's attention. Because I favor and I love Quenisha. I love and favor all of my children, but I did not want Quenisha to miss this season that I prepared her for that she's even unaware of. But due to her worship and praise and her sowing seed on good ground, she will always have a good harvest. And it's harvest time for Quenisha, but she was out of position. So I had to set the whole country down. I had to shut the whole thing down for Quenisha. God, Jesus, I love you. <laughs> Thank you. You're the best. You're the only God, but you know you're the best of the only. And he said, I have caused Quenisha to come off her job to stay home with her son. I have caused virtual learning for her to sit there and work even better. I mean, work much more with her son, which is better than where he was learning and the atmosphere he was learning. Now Quenisha is able to be with her son and help her son one-on-one, teach her son. Let me show you what God meant by that. Most of my life I spent teaching other people's kids. And I was like, God, I, it's like I'm taking from my own child. I'm always with these kids. I come home, I be tired. I'm doing the best I can, but I be tired. But I'm not going to desert my own child and I'm educating other people's child. Oh, no, he's going to get the first and foremost. But I just didn't have the time. But when I did have the time, I gave him a, a, big, a crash course. And look at God now. Allowing me, having me, Positioning me to teach my child one-on-one all the day long. 
And then on top of that, making more money at home than I was when I was working. Jesus. And then the government giving out free money? Shoot tripping. God said, I favor Quenisha, I favor many, but God is speaking to me as an individual right now. I did all that for Quenisha. And then when we look at the people who have went home prematurely due to having the symptoms of coronavirus, that reminds me how much we have to go out and proclaim his healing upon people. Bold enough to walk around laying hands. The same way they get these million man marches and get these campaigns going. Let's get a campaign going for healing. And whoever chooses to show up, we lay hands. That they recover. Let's do that as children of God. Where's your boldness? Don't become afraid. To go out Hallelujah So I want you to know that you are favored by God And picked by God Jesus keeps showing me him at the table Suffering with his disciples I love, oh, God is so good. I love how he said to Peter, if I'm not mistaken, if it was Peter. He said, I have to wash your feet. No Lord of mine is going to wash my feet. It has to happen or it's, it's African. Well, if it don't happen, this going to take place. I need to go back and read it today so I can be able to quote it better. And he said, well, that's the case. Wash my feet and my hands. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. I have to read that. I'm going to read that today. And he was like, he's like, wash my feet and my head. I said, no, I still need to wash your feet, but I get your point. Hallelujah. I love to read that because it's like, God, you say something that you, you say something to God that you don't know what you're speaking of. And then he revealed to you the importance of why he said what he said to you. And you say, oh, well, in that case, do this and that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love you all so much. I want you to enjoy your day. Take some time out today and just meditate on the resurrection power on the third day. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to stand up for this Easter coming. This resurrection day, let me say that. Because all this information and all this glory of God on my life, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to stand up that day. Nor what he done for us. No one will be have a right to. Life is so much better with God. Life is so much better with God. I love you all so much. And remember, greater is he who's in us 
than he who is in the world. Hallelujah. I love you.